Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our King. He's coming back soon for His church. We thank Him for loving us, for dying for us, for thinking about us, and for wanting us to spend eternity with Him. We do not deserve it, but by grace, the unmerited favor, He has chosen to love us and to save us so that we can spend that eternity with Him. Let's say a prayer. Everlasting Father, King of glory, Lord Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, we worship you, we love you, we exalt you, we magnify your holy name. You are good, you are loving, you are the lover of our souls. We thank you for taking us out of the quagmire of mud, where we were stuck, sin, death, and you have washed us, you have renewed us, you have made us whole. We honor you, we worship you, we glorify you, we love you, we want to know you more, we want to have a relationship with you that is good, that is strong, uh, that is honoring to you. We want to have more obedience to you, even in these last days. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Holy Spirit of the living God. We thank you this evening, even as we invite you to lead, to guide, and to be with us, mighty God, our Father. As you expose yourself to us, Teach us to know you more. In Jesus' mighty name, we've prayed. Amen. Uh, today I want to do a summary, a recap of what we have been studying about Jesus Christ. And we are going to uh, wind the teaching on Jesus Christ. It doesn't mean we have exhausted everything. There's so many other things. Uh, I think in the process of studying, I have written so many notes uh, that I can use for later. Uh, and now we will be going to the, 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 the doctrine of the Holy Spirit or what we call pneumatology uh, as we have wound this uh, Christology. And I want to read two scriptures. And one is in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1. And I want to read up to, we go to Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 15. Uh, Hebrews 1 verse 1 and 2 says, God at sundry times and in diverse manner spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets. Has in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things by who made the world that just uh, uh, proves to us that Jesus Christ was involved in creation and in these last days God is speaking to us through Jesus Christ he has given him the authority to carry out this mandate uh, Hebrews 4 and verse 15 reads priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities 
but was in all points tempted, like as we are, yet without sin. And uh, verse uh, 15 of chapter 4 is what I want us to concentrate more on. Because uh, today I want to talk about, is Jesus real? Is he a person? Does he have emotions? Does he have feelings? Uh, does he react to things the way we do? And that's what I want us to look at, even as I touch on all the other things that we've been talking about. So, is Jesus Christ real? I will answer that question this way. Jesus is a real person. He has emotions. He has, he, 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 when he was on earth, he had physical needs just like we do. Jesus Christ ate, slept, cried, was angry, um, he was moved by compassion. Uh, uh, we know of various stories. For instance, in anger, we see Jesus Christ entering the temple in the week when he was in Jerusalem and he whipped uh, 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 the traders, the money changers, and turned over their tables. That was anger. But because he was tempted in all ways and he never sinned, we can comfortably say that he was angry but he never allowed his anger to sin uh, and then we see one time Jesus was walking and he saw uh, a, a procession of, of, of a funeral and he saw a widow whose only son had died and he says he was moved by compassion and he stopped the procession and, and, and uh, resurrected the boy. Uh, uh, we see Jesus Christ also one time after they were coming from preaching and teaching about the kingdom with his disciples and they were walking back uh, uh, to where they were staying, uh, uh, they were hungry and Jesus Christ asked uh, the disciples to go into the city to see whether they, they could get bread for them to eat and he sat by the well. Uh, uh, two things we see there that he was hungry then he was thirsty because when the woman, the Samaritan woman came, he asked for water because he was thirsty. In, 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 the, in the desert, when he was being tempted, the, after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, the Bible says he was hungry and then he was tempted of the devil. Uh, the devil was not asking Jesus to, to, to turn stones into bread. Uh, just for the sake of asking. He knew Jesus Christ was hungry, he needed food at that point, and he was tempting that very need. Because we, we, we must agree that we are all tempted uh, at the points of our needs. If you need money, just know most of your temptation will go around money. Uh, you will see someone who has kept money uh, uh, carelessly. Uh, and so the devil will be telling you, you can pick an amount that can help you. No one will know. Uh, if uh, 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 you are angry, the devil will bring a temptation of you to, uh, to try and enter a place where you'll be fighting with somebody. And maybe he would want you to, to not control your anger and maybe you can commit murder and that way you'll have messed your life. So we, 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 we must agree that we are tempted in those areas. That's why the scripture is saying that we do not, ha do not have a high priest who is not moved by our infirmities. 
He is moved by our sicknesses. He is moved by our hunger. He is moved by our pain. He is moved by our sorrow. He is moved by our mourning. He is moved by everything we go through because he was human. He was tempted in all those things and he was found to not have sinned. And that is very important because if Jesus sinned, then he would not have been accepted as a sacrifice for all of us. He is one of the most complicated, discussed, and revered of history figures. I tell you, history has had many great people, many great men, but none has been discussed and revered and reverent and uh, has had very complicated discussions about than Jesus Christ. We know history is written about so many people. Even here in Kenya, we have some heroes who have been uh, written about, researched about, but none has been uh, like Jesus Christ. Uh, so we can look at a few things that has been said. Most scholars, Christian and non-Christian, the secular alike, believe that there was a historical Jesus, a real man who lived in the Middle East, in the country of Israel, and uh, predominantly uh, Galilee, Nazareth, and eventually Jerusalem uh, after having born, uh, being born in uh, Bethlehem. So that one we can't argue with. The evidence is overwhelmingly, uh, overwhelming. Uh, if you just look at every book that has been written about this Jesus Christ, uh, some trying to prove he does not exist, others uh, just giving a record of him and what he did, others saying he was a prophet, a good man, a good teacher, uh, the son of the carpenter, the son of Mary, uh, and all those things. Many people have written about it. Jesus was written about by ancient historians, including Josephus, and Tychicus uh, uh, from uh, an historical standpoint. They did not write as believers of Jesus. They did not write from a religious perspective. They wrote uh, from a historical uh, perspective, which just gave record of the existence of Jesus Christ, uh, the things he did, uh, the disciples he taught, uh, and the miracles he performed. There is hardly any question about those kinds of records. They are there, you can find them. And I will tell you, some were written even before he was born because of the prophecies. Uh, there is a lot of uh, uh, things that were written. Getting them from uh, the, the, the prophecies, uh, trying to write it as historical promise that will come to pass, especially for the Jews. Uh, so Jesus was written about before he was born. Yeah, it was, uh, there was a, a lot of writing after he had died and resurrected and had gone to heaven. There, are, uh, there really was a man named Jesus who lived in the first century in Israel. That's a fact. And if you want to research, you can. You can research in the museums of uh, uh, Britain. You can research in museums of uh, Israel. You can visit places where Jesus lived. You can go to the tomb where he was buried. You can go to Jordan where he was baptized. 
uh, uh, there are so many other things that have been found by archaeologists. The other day I was watching uh, a documentary uh, in YouTube that was talking about the house of Peter, the disciple, uh, the one he lived in before he even followed Jesus Christ. Uh, that is something you can look up. I was looking at uh, a, a research that was talking about uh, the linen that Jesus was wrapped in that is in a museum in England and it has because of the blood that came from his face, the brows, because of uh, the thorn, the thorn, uh, the crown of thorn that was put upon him, that it left an imprint of the face of Jesus Christ. You can, you can go and look at uh, YouTube uh, search for the linen that wrapped Jesus Christ that is in a museum. You will see it there, you will see the imprint of the face of Jesus Christ. You will be amazed that it doesn't look as much as uh, what we see on the pictures when you consider all those things. Um, some other things that prove that Jesus Christ was there and he resurrected as it is said. No one has ever found the body of Jesus Christ and if uh, 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 people would want to prove that Jesus Christ never rose again, we would like them to present a body uh, that they can give and say this is the body of Christ Jesus. Even the people who deny God have never come up with a body to dismiss the, the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The Old Testament predicted the Messiah, a real person who would deliver Israel from their enemies. The Messiah was to be born in Bethlehem according to what we looked in Micah 5 uh, verse 2. Of the tribe of David or Judah, that is found uh, uh, in uh, Genesis 49 uh, 10, uh, uh, you can see how uh, things that had been said. Uh, he was to be a prophet akin to Moses, Deuteronomy 18, 18. A herald of good news, Isaiah 61 and verse 1. Uh, and you need to read that Isaiah because Jesus quoted it somewhere in Luke. A healer of malady, maladies, Isaiah 35, verse 5 and 6. The Messiah would be a godly servant who would suffer before entering his glory, Isaiah 53. Last uh, uh, Monday, I asked us to go and read Isaiah 53 to just see what Jesus did for humanity. Jesus is the real person, is a real person who really fulfilled these prophecies. And only one man has fulfilled all of the messianic prophecies except the second coming, the millennial rule, because those are still waiting to be fulfilled, and the catching up of the church, which many people call uh, rapture, which we shall look. As time goes by, I will look at uh, end times. So Jesus fulfilled all those things. The New Testament contains hundreds of references to Jesus Christ as a real person. The earliest gospel may have been written of Jesus' death. And that means from AD 43, around there, because they were not being written as they did. I, I, the disciples wrote afterward when Jesus had already died, resurrected, just to give an account of Christ Jesus to the church 
because the church did not have that opportunity of meeting Jesus, uh, seeing Jesus. You see, from the day of Pentecost, which was a few days, about 40 days after Jesus uh, resurrected, uh, Jesus went to heaven. So the 3,000 that got born again that day when the Holy Spirit came and Peter preached a message in Acts chapter 2, did not have a chance to meet Jesus. And a few of people like Paul in chapter 9 of uh, the book of Acts had the privilege of Jesus appearing to them, but many people, he did not. And so we need uh, to know that. And the earliest of Paul's epistles were written about 25 years after Jesus' death. This is important because it means that as the gospel was circulating, there were plenty of eyewitnesses giving a true account of what they had seen and experienced firsthand. And they were alive at that point and uh, who could verify the truth of the gospel accounts. You can see 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 6 of Paul speaking about it. You know, it is amazing that some people, as they joined the church, they met people who had lived with Jesus Christ, some for about three years, uh, the disciples, but there were other disciples, like James, the brother of Jesus, who had spent the whole 33 years with Jesus Christ, uh, or maybe less, because Jesus was the firstborn of Mary. So some were born maybe a year after that, two years after that. We know there was Jude, uh, who was called Judas, if you look at the book of Jude. He's a brother of Christ. And then uh, the Bible also talks about Jesus had sisters. So those people had spent time with Jesus Christ. Mary was there even in the day of Pentecost. Uh, Mary, the mother of Christ. Mary Magdalene. Those are people who spent time with Jesus Christ. And they were giving an account of what they had seen, what they had experienced, how they felt with the ministry of Christ Jesus. Taught them things Jesus did while they were watching. And you must also appreciate the fact that not everything was written down and not everything is in the Bible. If you read the book of John, it says, Jesus did many other things that were not written in any book because if that had been done, there would be no enough volume to contain everything Jesus did teach or, or said to people. So you must know there are many other things that we are not told. We were given just enough to uh, stir up our faith. You know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The manuscript evidence for the authenticity of the New Testament is overwhelming. There are about 25,000 early manuscripts of the New Testament. In comparison, the Gallic War written by Caesar in the first century BC only has 10 early manuscripts existing. And the earliest one of those was written 1,000 
years after the original manuscript. Similarly, Aristotle, uh, Aristotle Poetic only has five early manuscripts in existence dating to about 1,400 years after the original. You know, other manuscripts were written for uh, 1,400 years after the, the first manuscript. But what we are saying is this, New Testament has about 25,000 manuscripts that were written after uh, the death of Jesus Christ. Those who doubt that Jesus is real must also question the existence of Julius Caesar and Aristotle because all of us have heard about Jesus, have heard about Aristotle from books. We've never seen them. We have never met them. We can only prove they existed by the things they taught and the things written about them. Even some people who died just a few years ago, people like uh, Smith Wigglesworth, we only know he existed because we read books. And if you want to know some of the people who have uh, uh, lived, done great things for the gospel, you can look for God's generals and then you will see how they live their lives. Catherine Kuhlman, I never saw her, I never heard her. I see some clips on uh, YouTube, but I've read a lot about her from different books. Mm. One is called The Daughter of Destiny. You can look at it and see, and see the miracles that God wrote uh, with her. And if you believe in God, the same thing can happen to you. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are not for the apostles, they're not for the prophets, they're not for evangelists, they're not for pastors, and they're not for teachers only. They are available to everyday believer. For instance, if you look at the book of Acts, uh, chapter 6, when the, disciple, uh, the disciples of Jesus Christ uh, saw that the church was growing, the need for widows was increasing, they said they were going to look for men who were full of faith, just normal men from the church, who had not been trained in theology or anything, to come and wait on the tables. And those are the ones they call the deacons. We find a man called Stephen who preached. And the Jews were cut up to their souls. Why? Because he had faith and the Holy Ghost was operating in him. If you want any of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, take time to read the word of God about those gifts and take time to pray and ask Christ to give them to you. Paul says we should all desire the gift of prophecy. Outside of the Bible, Jesus is mentioned in the Quran. You can go and look and actually you will find that Mary is the only woman who has a whole chapter dedicated to her, Mary, uh, the mother of Christ. And they talk about Jesus Christ in that chapter. They have quoted some things that uh, uh, look like uh, they got them from Apocrypha about Jesus Christ as a child creating a bird, breathing in it, and then it flies. Uh, that is neither here nor there, uh, but it is there, not just in the Quran, but also in the Apocrypha books. There's a story of Jesus Christ. And in the writings of Judaism, Gnosticism,
and Hinduism. If you look at all those religions, they have mentioned Jesus Christ in one way or another. They may not call him God, they may call him a prophet, they may call him a good man, a righteous man, a holy man, uh, a good rabbi, a good teacher, but they have mentioned Jesus the Christ. For instance, did you know that in the Quran, Jesus Christ is called one, the word of God? Did you know that in the Quran, Jesus Christ is also called uh, as the Spirit of God? Did you know that uh, in the Quran, Jesus Christ is called the Messiah? Did you know that in the Quran also, there is a verse that calls Jesus Christ the Lamb of God? You can go and research, and if uh, you find it to be different, then you can correct me. The first, the first century Roman historians, Tychetus, mentioned the followers of Jesus Christ. And he said they, they lived by the laws of what Jesus taught. They followed Jesus Christ in every word. They were keen to worship him. You remember that uh, last uh, Monday? Then there is Flavius Josephus. And anyone who can get book, uh, that book by uh, Flavius Josephus, you will learn a lot of good things about Christianity from a historian, not a Christian, because of the records he wrote. Talks about the miracles that happened with the, with the disciples after Jesus had gone to, to heaven. And some will amaze you because some are not even recorded anywhere in the, in the Bible. Uh, there's one story I read sometime in 1990s when I was uh, in the youth group in Calvary Worship Center where Pastor Ron uh, pastors today. And by the way, he was there uh, even when I was just about leaving the youth. Uh, Josephus says that the disciples of Jesus Christ, uh, one visited uh, somebody. And when he got to the house, he removed his uh, cloak or his jacket and hung it somewhere and it stayed up there. Then the owner of the house said, I wonder how you've done that because there, there's no nail at that place where you have hanged your your, your jacket. Miracles and uh, supernatural was natural to them, was normal. And I want to, to, to just say at this juncture as I continue that we need to understand if we live according to God's word and follow Christ Jesus and allow Christ Jesus grace to operate in our lives, the supernatural will become natural for us. Some of us here, even watching live now, you will walk and your shadow will heal the sick. You will raise the dead because Jesus Christ uh, in Mark 16, he gave us that power. He told us to, 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 to cast out devils, to heal the sick, uh, to raise the dead. He said we will speak in other tongues and we will pick serpents. And we will eat even poison and it will not harm us. Those are scriptures that need to be fulfilled in our very lives. But they will not be fulfilled if we do not apply ourselves to the word. And apply ourselves to loving Christ and developing a relationship. You know, maybe 
most of us have a relationship where we wake up and hi Jesus Christ and that is the relationship we have. We need to have an intimate relationship. You see, when the, 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 the Bible encourages us to have an intimate relationship, he, God wants us to look at marriage and see how intimate couples get. Uh, 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 he's not inviting us for sexual uh, intimacy, but he's inviting us for something as strong and close to that. Did you know that most of the words used for worship, they, 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 they sound like they're in nature a sexual encounter? Did you know that some of the words used for worship mean falling down and kissing the feet of the king? Uh, the Bible tells us that uh, he, he kisses us uh, with kisses of his lips. Uh, so a, a relationship that is beyond just hi and good morning. Uh, good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Jesus. Good, good morning, Father. Uh, he wants us to sit down. You know, God is interested in the minute thing that if you have a pimple, you sit down with God and discuss it. Uh, if you're feeling something, you sit down and discuss it. He, he, he wants a relationship where you can just sit in his presence and not talk. And, 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 and I want to say sometimes our, our talking too much and praying too much hinders us from hearing God. Prayer is not just talking. It has the talking part. But after you've talked, you need to be quiet and listen because God will speak. That's why we, you are told when you're doing your cue time, uh, uh, quiet time with the Lord, you need to have a notebook. You need to have a pen because after you have prayed, you've praised, you've worshipped, uh, you need to hear from God. Sometimes he speaks through the word. So if you listen and you can't hear with the spirit ears, which are not these physical ones, uh, then maybe you need to pick the word of God and go through it. And you will find that scriptures will begin to jump to you, answering questions you have. Uh, or, or you will hear an urge to get a certain book. You know, God uses men even today to write things that answer us questions we have. Because God is still inspiring. I will talk about uh, quiet time with the Lord one time when I have the, the time and the privilege to, to, to bring this to us. Other references... Uh, exist that talk about Jesus' existence in writing. And you can see some writings like uh, Suetonius, chief secretary to Emperor Hadrian, Julius Africanus, quoting the historian Thalusas, Lucian of Samosata, a second century Greek writer, Pliny the Younger and Mara Bar Serapion, all of them who are not Christians, they were not even followers of the Christian religion or the Jewish religion, wrote a lot about Jesus Christ. And I can tell you, Jesus Christ has disrupted the history of the world. And if you want to allow him into your life, he will disrupt your life and give you a new life. He will change everything in you and give you something amazing that people will look at you and will be amazed. I want to declare here, you will not 
and remain the same. If you allow Christ into your life for real, you'll be amazed. You see, we know that Jesus lives today because a drunkard drunk comes to a place, hears the gospel preached, he lifts his hands in drunkenness, he gets saved drunk, and from that very moment Jesus changes him and he never touches alcohol again. He doesn't need to go to rehab, he doesn't need medical intervention, he doesn't, that doesn't. Jesus delivers him completely. We've also seen some uh, actings of demons manifesting in people and when you mention the name of Jesus Christ those demons leave those people and they become normal yet they looked like they were uh, uh, mad they were crazy they, it's like they needed to go to an asylum for treatment but Jesus Christ you mention the name and the person stands up and, and looks like he has come from a dreamland and he's wondering what is happening and why he is there because he wasn't himself. If that name is not real, how would those things happen? No other historical figure has had as much impact on the world as Jesus Christ. Whether one uses BC before Christ or BCE, before common era, the whole Western dating system of the calendar is measured from one event, the birth of Jesus Christ. That's why we say AD, Anno Domino, in the year of our Lord. And even unbelievers will still use that one because the years we are living today who started being measured from the birth of Jesus Christ. And that's why we say we are about 2,020 years since the birth of Jesus Christ. All right. That is amazing. I wonder why people would uh, name or date their calendars and their seasons and times with a person who never existed. You know, when people say he never existed, you're just trying to comfort yourself. Because I have never argued for something that never existed. Why would I waste my time to prove something existed or did not exist and I know it, has, it didn't exist? The only thing you can do is know something existed and try to explain it from a point of it never existed. Not the other way around. In the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus, we have uh, many organizations founded, countless orphanages, hospitals, clinics, schools, university, homeless shelters, emergency relief agencies, and other charitable organizations are named about Christ Embassy, Christ Jesus. Uh, the, the Apostles of Christ, uh, the Sisters of Mary, all those things have taken from this one person and they operate under that. Some are not even Christian. Millions of people can give personal testimonies of Jesus 
continuing work in their lives today. There are people who have been healed miraculously of deadly diseases where a doctor told them they will never make it. Cancer, uh, HIV and AIDS and many other things have been healed in ways doctors cannot explain. And it was all in the name of Jesus Christ. There is overwhelming evidence that Jesus Christ is real even today. And he is still living today. And that evidence also proves to us that he is coming back soon. Both in secular and biblical history, there is overwhelming evidence. Perhaps the greatest evidence that Jesus existed and that he did what the Bible says he did is the testimony of the early church. They saw, they heard, they ate. If you read John chapter 1 uh, towards the end, it talks about uh, Nathaniel coming with Philip. And then they, they, they asked Jesus, we would like to know where you live. And he said, come and see for yourselves. Literally, thousands of Christians in the first century, including the 12 disciples, were willing to give their lives as martyrs for the gospel of Jesus Christ. People will die for what they believe to be true, but no one will die for what they know to be a lie. And I think in this century, we need to encourage ourselves to know this Christ Jesus, because I wonder how many people in today's world would be willing to die for Christianity. But I know many places in China and Russia where there was persecution and the people were told to choose either to be killed or denounce Christ and they chose to be killed. Uh, I, I, I've heard of uh, people being shot by soldiers if they do not denounce Christ and yet people are willing to be shot just like Stephen in chapter uh, 7 when he was accused and then uh, they, they decided to stone him. Mm? He looked up and he saw Jesus Christ. He smiled even as they stoned him. He said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. Only someone who was totally convinced would do that. Today, I don't know how many Christians would say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they are doing. Most of us would want to call fire to consume them. One of these days I'm going to talk about forgiveness. Very powerful tool. And forgiveness is the only thing that will allow you and I to enter heaven. Amen. We are called to have faith, not a blind faith in a make-believe story, but genuine faith in a real person who lived in a real place in a real time in history. This man who proved his divine origin through the signs he performed and the prophecies he fulfilled died on a Roman cross, was buried in a Jewish tomb, and rose again on the third day for our justification. Jesus is real today.
and blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. That's what Jesus Christ looked at Thomas and told him. Because Thomas, after he saw the, 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 the resurrected Jesus, he said he wants to put his hand on the side and put his hand on the nail holes in his hands. Then he would believe. And Jesus looked at him in John 20 verse 29 and said, Blessed are those who believed and yet they have not seen. So you are blessed if you believe in Jesus Christ, yet you have not seen him. You are blessed if you believe in God the Father and yet you have not seen him. You are blessed if you believe in the Holy Spirit and yet you have not seen him. We may have seen his works because I can tell you for sure I have seen miracles. I have seen signs and wonders happening around me in various ways that I cannot explain. It can only be explained by the fact that Jesus Christ is alive and he's powerful and he's doing things even today. I have seen people delivered from bondages, uh, addictions, sins and character and behavior that only a living Christ was able to do. Today I want to give you an opportunity if you're watching me to believe in that Jesus Christ today. To allow him to give you eternal life and to give you the right to be called a son of God and to give you a passport that will help you to be caught up when he appears in the sky together with all the saints living and dead and going to celebrate with him the marriage supper of the Lamb, and also to rule with him for a thousand years when he returns with the church, and the ability to worship him, to worship God face to face, and not to be condemned for the sins you have committed. There is no sin that is bigger than Jesus Christ. His blood has never lost his power. He can cleanse you this very day. He can wash you this very day. And he can make you a son in his kingdom. If you would like to pray this prayer, there is a number at the description above this video. You can SMS me. You can uh, DM me on Facebook. You can WhatsApp me. That's the same number. I've had that number for many years. And I will guide you on how to go about this salvation. The Lord bless you and increase you and do you well. I'd like to pray and then I will mention a few people who have been online with me. I don't take anything for granted. I thank you all for standing in and for staying up and for studying the word of God, maybe continue to study so that we can grow. Let us say this prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you and believe in you. I thank you, Jesus, that you came to earth and lived. You are a real person that existed and you died a real death. You were raised in the body 
And now you stand in heaven and you offer the free gift of eternal life. This evening, Lord, come into my life, save me, wash me, renew me, change me. The areas that I'm struggling with, Lord, you are tempted in all areas. Help me. Help me to know you more. Help me to have a relationship with you. Help me to have an intimate relationship with you. In Jesus' name I have asked. Amen. Judy Muthoni, thank you for being together with me this evening. The Lord bless you. The Lord increase you and do you good. Stephen Baraza, I appreciate you being online with me. God bless you. Damaris Kavoi, God bless you. God increase you. God do you good. I appreciate you being with me. Reina, thank you for being together with me this evening. God bless you. God increase you. May Jesus Christ manifest himself to you and show himself to you and grant you all the mercy and everything you need in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See you next Monday. God willing. Same place. Same time. Rev online. Bye-bye. From the Mary set my feet upon the rock, and now I know I love you, I need you. Though my world may fall, I'll never let you go, my Savior. My closest friend, I will worship you until the very end.